I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So your Tampa Bay Rays win game one of their best of three playoff series against the Blue Jays as Blake Snell was dealing. Snell was pulled with two out in the six after allowing, get this, just one hit. Nick Anderson pitched some innings. We got a two-run homer by uh, Manuel Margot. Uh, lots to talk about. Good stuff in that game. Uh, they win game one. Game two is this afternoon at 4 o'clock as they have a chance to uh, advance in that series and sweep the Blue Jays um, if they can. And then, uh, of course, uh, Steve, you were at the Tampa Bay Lightning returned home uh, from their you know, victorious Stanley Cup final. 65 days in the bubble. Unbelievable, man. We'll talk about what I saw just on camera. You were at Emily Arena, so uh, I want to hear all about the VIP celebration. And the Bucks are preparing for their game against the uh, L.A. Chargers. Some COVID cases, by the way, in the NFL with the Titans, but the league says, oh, we're going to play. Don't you worry. We've got all that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burstink that you just heard from, man. You know, I was a little like for I talked to Mark Topkin the other day. We had him on a podcast, uh, and I was a little uh, curious about this 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 two out of three. I think the danger for the Rays is this series, right? Um, anything can happen if they if if Snell had gone out there and he's had some outings where you know he's thrown fifty pitches through two innings, and if he gives up a, a crooked number early in the game that this thing could get away from them and not just the game, but maybe the series because uh, you didn't want to be playing for your, you know, your elimination lives uh, today. uh, If you lost game one, I have to give it to Blake Snell. I haven't seen him pitch this well since he won the Cy Young award. Uh, And and there's a good hitting ball club over there in Toronto. Those guys have had a lot of success at the trop. He was, he was dominant to the point like swing and miss dominant, right? Like, they couldn't make contact on this guy most of the times. And when they did, there was some kind of, like, honing device or, or, you know, something that would cause every hard-hit ball to go to Willie Adams, (laughs) and he made every play. It was the strangest thing. Yeah, I mean, Blake Snow, what, took a no-hitter into the sixth inning? Yeah. Which, if you include the postseason, it's the sixth time in 66 starts since 2018 he had a no-hitter through five innings. Wow. So one in every 11 starts. That's amazing. He has a, he takes a no hitter into the sixth inning. Um, the first left handed pitcher to record nine strikeouts or more and allow one hit or fewer in a postseason game in Major League history. Goodness. Um, yeah, he was dealing tonight. Um, yeah. Also, the what the fourth pitcher in postseason history with nine strikeouts or more on eighty two pitches or fewer since CC Sabathia in two thousand seventeen. And that was the most impressive part. Look, Blake has, we all know he has mm-hmm. four wipeout pitches, right? I mean, and and sometimes that can be his problem because he likes them all. Yep, and he'll try to use them all, and he'll fall behind hitters, and before you know it, he's thrown, you know, forty-five, fifty pitches through two, and that's not a good recipe for staying in the game, much less winning. But 
when he atta- the way he attacked these hitters with fastballs and worked everything off of that and just had command of everything. Um, well, he was threw really he threw impressive. twelve out of seventeen first pitch strikes. Fantastic. Recorded I mean, eight, that's what he, 18 swings and misses, including eight of them on the curveball. Right. No, it was it was devastating. And coming off that fastball, of course, it makes it even even worse. Really, he could go fastball, curveball, and, and have – they're both such great pitches that he could win on just that alone. But he had them fooled. Um, he, he, had, you know, he pitched a great game. It was, it was so well needed. And then I thought it was easy uh, – or interesting, you know, Kevin Cash – uh, who is thinking like like all of us, like me, um, played this game as if, as if it were game seven, right? As if it were the elimination game, because in many ways you can't dig this hole, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised, but the, but there was Nick Anderson uh, coming in in relief and pitching two innings, not the ninth, by the way, um, kind of early for him. And yet he went to his big gun, I believe, and I'd have to check this with Mark, but I heard it on the broadcast that that was the most pitches that Anderson has thrown in a game this year. So he was not going to go with his B bullpen. I mean, you know, he was he was going to go hard. Um, and, um, you know, and Pete Fairbanks ends up closing it out. I think it was his first save of the year. That's correct. So he became the first pitcher to have no saves in the regular season and get one in his first playoff game since Pittsburgh's Bob Walk in 1991. Bob Walk. Yeah. And he's the 13th Rays player to get a, a pitcher to get a save this year, which sets a major league record. That's a major league record in in 60 in a 60 game season. Well, 61, now, 61 games total. Yeah. Yeah. A major league record. So the Rays continue to do things that no one has ever done in baseball, and it always seems to work. Um, look. This this was the template, right, of the Rays' success, not just this year, but in all the years when they've won, and that is, uh, you know, lights out pitching, tremendous defense behind it, and then very timely hitting. I mean, you know, uh, you know, kind of coming up with that clutch hit, um, and producing runs in, in in awkward ways, and really, it started with uh, Randy Arozarena. This guy just hasn't been here that long. You know, they they made the trade with the Cardinals. Um, he was sent down to Port Charlotte for a long time. He has come up here, and I'm telling you, I'm, I, if I were a Rays fan, I don't know that there's a guy that you, you should be more excited about on this ball club because I haven't found anything that he can't do extremely well. The guy can obviously hit. He can hit with power. He's had a couple multiple home run games. Um, he can run. He hit one to the, the right center field gap and. Um, you know, slid in with a with a triple and then scored on a wild pitch. That's why that was important. Um, you know, he, he's just a, a really really good ball player, and I I think you know between him and the other guys that uh, that you count on in that lineup, you know, they just have to find ways to score runs. They were still precariously close without without the really good pitching of a big fly maybe tying this game and then then it's anybody's you know anybody's guess what happens after that but a pretty good start for Kevin Cash in the race it's a great start especially when you consider in the other three American League series the road team or the lower seeded team won all three today wow wow you know Shane Bieber uh, gave up what seven runs in four innings to the Yankees or a little over four innings uh, yep. so they got drilled uh, last I saw was 11 to 2 I don't know if that was the final or not Right. Um, the Astros won. 
and so did the White Sox. So the uh, lower-seeded team won three of the four series that they all started today in the American League. So the home team or the higher-seeded team now has to win the next two to advance. Yeah, and, and I think I've seen the bracket. I don't don't misquote me, or maybe I'll, I'm incorrect, but I believe if if the Yankees were to beat uh, the Indians, that that would be the Rays' next opponents should they get through. Correct. The Rays Blue Jays winner will face the Indians Yankees winner. Right, and and this, by the way, is not the Indians team that you saw at the end of the season when the Rays went up, you know, to New York and pretty much demolished them. They've got a lot, if not all of their key players back and they're a different ball club and a dangerous one and one that a lot of people pick them and, and the Dodgers to be in the world series. And I'm not sure. So sure. It's just, again, you don't play the game on paper, but they, they would seem to be, um, you know, two of the best teams, if not the best teams in baseball, but, um, Rays dominated them in the regular season in their series. So, uh, they would welcome that. I'm sure. Um, you know, but uh, it, playoff baseball, I, I was not ready for it. I must tell you that, um, you know, it was cool that it was in the afternoon. There were several games on TV at once. Um, and yet, you know, when you sit down there and you realize that these guys have, have played through this pandemic and they, you know, they played 60 games and they had a really good year and or half a year or 30 year or whatever it is. And and the tension you feel, that's, you know, baseball is a slow sport. It's a thinking man's sport. Um, but you could kind of feel something was different between you know every pitch, every at bat. Um, so that that was cool, man. I I, I like it. And, and apparently, there's going to be what about 112 games on today? Yeah. Well, it's really like it's really weird. You know, you say it didn't feel like playoff baseball, or you know, kind of. Playoff. It's because the Stanley Cup was awarded last night. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, we went straight that's from it. the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup to the Rays are starting the postseason. That never I happens. <laughs> I didn't take a breath. You know, the Lightning win the Stanley Cup, you know, in a normal year, you're, you know, you're not quite halfway through the baseball season yet. You know, you're just you're getting close to the All-Star break. You got, you know, a couple weeks and you'll take a few days off for that. Not right. hey, the playoffs start tomorrow. I mean, right. you know, none of us got enough sleep to be watching playoff baseball. <laughs> That's your damn sir. <laughs> I'm, the one thing I am glad about is that the Rays are playing afternoon games for now. Yes. And I mean. It, and if, you know, today's game is going to be a 4.07 start. The baseball did yeah. announce that if they do have to go to a third game, it'll be a 4.07 start as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we all we all appreciate that. Major League Baseball is the best for doing that for us. <laughs> um, but, you know. No, it's look, just because I, we're not playing the Yankees. Then it would be guaranteed to be a night game. Oh, yeah. Well, then it's going to be 9 o'clock. And then the Yankees <laughs> play five-hour games even if they're playing each other. Um, yeah, that's going to be sick. I mean, that series will really be, uh, you know, highly contested. But they're one, <laughs> they're one game away. But, look, uh, you've got Tyler Glasnow on the mound who's thrown the ball pretty, pretty well. And we know how dominant he can be. Um, get this one over with early, and maybe you can use mm-hmm. Charlie Morton somewhere down the road. But pitching and defense, man, they both showed up. Willie Adamas made a play in the first inning, ranging to his left, one of the best plays I've seen him make. I mean, it was just tremendous uh, coverage and, and then spun and throw and threw, threw a guy out. Um, and and I, I, like, I almost felt for the Blue Jays, almost, because they had men on base. It was 3-1, to one, and – I'm telling you, these guys hit some rockets, like screaming line drives, and Adamas caught every one of them. The ball kept finding that guy like nobody's business. It was just weird. Um, so they were they were somewhat fortunate. It could have gotten away. They had, obviously, the tying run at the plate at times and um, just didn't do anything with it. But good start for the Rays. Uh, see if they can close it out. Uh, that would certainly you know help everybody, help their bullpen. I don't know that Anderson will be available, but – um, this is what the, this is what you want to do. You want to 
Well, they carry you know, you 13 pitchers. So, I mean, you know, for a three-game series. And right. you don't need a fourth or fifth starter for this. So, they, I mean, right. that's, that's part of the reason you can manage a game, you know, with the extended bench this year because of coronavirus in the short, you know, training camp 2.0 or summer yeah. camp, whatever they call it. The rosters yeah. are 28, not 25 or 6. Right. So, you know, you were able to carry, what, 13 pitchers and still have a ton on your bench, including the bench, sure. G-Man Choi and Yandy Diaz both on the roster for back. this. Yeah. You know, and, and Kevin Cash said they weren't ready to, to play, f- you know, all nine innings yet, so they weren't in the lineup today as far as starting. But, you know, they're on the roster for these three games. So that's good news yeah. for their, their offense and their bats. Yeah, it, def- it definitely is. Um, you, you know, <laughs> let's talk about the Lightning because – I, I think people are still sort of like, first of all, tired from watching this team. And, and there is nothing – if you're a fan of hockey teams that make it to the Stanley Cup or in the playoffs, there's no there's more, no more exhausting fandom because I watched my girls go through this. Uh, I enjoy watching the games too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not rooting uh, for anybody necessarily. But um, I, I'm rooting for my kids' team <laughs> because they love the Lightning. So I'm like, well, I don't want to see them unhappy. But they were going crazy last night. Um, and yet – it's grueling. You, you you sacrifice emotions and and sleep and a lot of things, uh, and of course, no one's been able to see these guys, and they haven't been able to see anyone outside of the bubble for for how long now? Have they been in it? They were like there sixty five days. Sixty five days. I mean, that that is that is a uh, it's over nine. You weeks. won't get yeah. that much for committing some crimes in this country, uh, believe me. But think about that. Days. I believe the baseball season this year was sixty six days. Wow! So they were they were gone the entire yeah just the entire oh, and that, and Cooper referenced that he goes a whole baseball season happened when we were gone, mm-hmm. so I see them come in and they, you know there's a lot of cameras and TV stations in there uh, you know at the hangar when 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 the old jet pops in and they're coming down, and it was like seeing a bunch of a bunch of heroes come back from someplace, um, like I don't know I don't know how to describe it I mean their families hadn't seen them for so long some have young children that were like infants when they left and now i think they're mm-hmm. walking um but it was you know it was so cool watching them fall into everybody's arms and the wives and, and the girlfriends and the girlfriends wives or whatever i don't know what whatever it was it was just there was all kinds of of family uh and and hugs and and you really felt like oh my god these people have not seen their loved ones you know for over two months like your children a couple of them were just, you know, jumped into their arms and they couldn't put them down and they didn't want to put them down and it was it was really it was really something. Yeah, and, I mean, even Coach course, Cooper, who's you know, kids are a little older, you know, you yeah, know, it's not the infant type or anything, you know, and they right. were, you know, th- that hug was a long hug and as it should oh, be. I mean, you know, yeah. it's um, miss you're missing soccer games, you're missing mm-hmm. first days of school, you know. Um, well, you know, but hey, you know, it's okay to miss e-learning. You're all right there. That's that, yeah, that, that okay one. They're there. probably thankful for. But right, yeah, well, very. <laughs> but uh, they, you know what? They brought the prize home. Yeah, Dallas had to go home without it. They they brought it home. It, it, it's a wonderful thing. And then you were at this event. Now we know Jeffrey Vinick. You know, does things first class. Okay, um, and you know they had you saw the little FaceTiming things. You know some. Cooper mm-hmm. did with 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 Vinick on the phone in the in the clubhouse afterwards. You yeah, know, think about last. that. You own the hockey team and you couldn't even be there to. You couldn't to get lift there. The cup. Yeah, that's right. You know who I am? No, we don't care. Um, but it had to be cool. Tell tell me what it was like. I mean, 
again, they hadn't seen each other for very long, and, and these families now were together, and they're together as an organization. And he puts on this event, and um, they got to do what they would have done had they all been, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, together after they won that game instead of separated by, you know, a thousand miles or so. So about a week ago, maybe not quite a week ago, they put the ice back at Emily Arena. Uh, they had mm-hmm. taken it out after the team went north for the bubble. Right. And so they put it back in. And normally when you win the Stanley Cup, you know, everyone comes on the ice, uh, you know, from the media to, you know, your teammates are all there. But all your families come on the ice. Family, yeah. You know, so you're there with your wife or your kids or your girlfriend Father or your mom or and dad. And, you know, we saw a few of them up there because if they were Canadian citizens, they could actually get in if they went through testing and they right. quarantine for a few days and that. But anyone from America couldn't. So, so Jeffrey Vinnick and the Lightning Organization put on an event tonight where they did a big ceremony and they – you know, introduced every player and, and, you know, and on all the executives, a little bit what you're going to see today at the public, you know, thing. They're going to do that again today where, you know, here's sure. the, the training staff, here's the front Absolutely. office staff, here's you know, give those all these credit. people that get the props. And then the players all came out, skated on the ice, held the cup up on the ice, you know, skating around, doing circles as Paul Porter's announcing them. And, and so they, they go through the whole lineup. And then Jeff Finnick speaks, and Julian Breezeball speaks, John Cooper speaks, Steven Stamkos speaks. Wow. Um, this was for their families, and there were some uh, sponsors and some That's uh, cool. Some season ticket members in. There wasn't a lot. I mean, it was yeah. very socially distanced and spread out. This wasn't meant to be a big thing, and it wasn't a public it's thing. Private. Some, it was private, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, so then afterwards, they then turn on the music and say, families, you can come out on the ice and... That some of the kids had skates on and they were skating on the ice and they were the, oh, taking wow. pictures with the, the Stanley Cup and you know talking to each other and kind of doing what you, they had confetti coming down from the the rafters and really wow yeah I mean you know they you know, it wasn't you know it wasn't the full but uh, as if know, they full had production but it was you know it was home, nice yeah. where now they got a picture with their wife in the Stanley Cup as they're wearing their uniform they weren't in full pads and that but they were wearing their uniform and on skates on the ice and. Really kids cool. were skating around, and it was it was really cool to see. I mean, it was a well done event for the play. I think the players really appreciated it. I, I would you know think their families definitely did because um, mm-hmm. they didn't get to share that moment with them. You know, and, and as as they all said, you know, look, it was our spouses sacrificed so much for this too. I mean, we were in a bubble for sixty five days, but they're back home with the kids and handling everything, and we're not there mm-hmm. to help at all. I mean, and there's a lot of times we're not there every day because we travel and this, but we're not gone for two straight months. No, no, that's that's not typical of anything, and um, you know, uh, it, it it's just cool. Like I said, it was cool to see them all get reunited with their families again. You stop and think about the sacrifice they made, and you know, people have mentioned. I I don't think it's a thing, but people have mentioned asterisks and and things like this. I would submit to anybody that this was the hardest. NHL, you know, Stanley Cup to win simply because of all the variables out of your control and the separation. It had to be grueling. It had to be long. There had to be a lot of moments where, you know, you just don't got enough going on and you're homesick or whatnot. Um, But the level of play on the ice, you really couldn't tell the difference. At least I couldn't from the untrained eye. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. all these teams were really going for it. So it doesn't diminish anything that they've done on the ice. But, you know, again, unfortunate that you know, you couldn't have the, the mob. Although, did you see the um, some of the shots outside Emily after they won? Who boy. Uh, it was got a little crazy out there, which oh, you know, it, did. It, it tends to happen anywhere there's championships won. I mean, Absolutely. it's not uncommon at all. So, 
Yeah. Um, you know, you hope that, you know, everyone's okay. And, 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 you know, one of the things the lightning stressing today for the boat parade, if you're heading out there is, you know, try to social distance as best you can and, right. you know, do that. And, and there, of course there'll be social distancing in effect at uh, Raymond James stadium for the public celebration um, this, this afternoon, which I believe the tickets are all gone. I saw there was scalp people scalping tickets for the free tickets. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they're only limiting so many people in there. So, you know, to just like the bucks are going to, you know, this weekend with their game and, and USF as well. And, and that, you know, that's kind of our new norm for a while now. Yeah, it is. I think they're talking about, um, you know, maybe getting up around 10,000 this first time, but when they, when they do open it up, uh, somewhere, somewhere close to 25%, which would be around 16,000. Believe me, that'll look better than an empty stadium, even as spread out as it is, uh, you know, and, uh, I guess, you know, USF may draw a little bit less, but it's just great that, that mm-hmm. somebody can see Tom Brady, you know, that somebody can watch this, this Bucks football team, um, go out there and, and, you know, and play. I mean, they're two and one, they're first place in the NFC South. And, you know, I, I think outside of Chris Godwin, who I was going to miss a couple of days, starting Sunday, they're going to have two games in four days. And that's not easy to do because they go to Chicago for a Thursday night game. Chicago's undefeated. They got a new quarterback in Nick Foles. Um, you know, all of that is, uh, you know, all of that is, is stuff that it's going to be difficult for them, but uh, they just can't suffer any more injuries. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And well, It's going to be difficult, you know, but if they're successful, you know, in what, eight days from one. now, they're going to be four and one. They're going to be four and one with a mini bye week. And then everybody will be talking about Tom Brady as they should. Maybe not as much as Colin Coward did, but I, you know. Um, and the division will be they'll be in really good shape. I mean, because some of those teams are going to knock each other off below them, and uh, of course they lost to New Orleans, but they get them again. So you want to keep the train moving, man. You want to get to three and one in that first quarter of the season, as they always say. And you know it's it's going to be tough because Chris Godwin will probably miss some time. Um, the other guy that's going to miss time is Sean Murphy Bunting, and he really has been an outstanding second year player. Got really good as a rookie at the end of the year, uh, you know, and it's unfortunate, but, um, you know, you're going to have some injuries in this game. The one thing that's good for them is the versatility of Antoine Winfield Jr. I mean, not only has he been great as a safety with a couple of sacks and a forced fumble and that sort of thing, but he's versatile enough and so versatile that uh, you can move him to a slot corner, and then here comes Mike Edwards, who had been beaten out by Winfield Jr., and we know how that game finished off with Edwards making his first career interception in the end zone there in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and so I would assume that they will go that way uh, and hope that they don't get any more injuries. But, um, yeah, I don't know where they would be without Winfield Jr. right now. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive what he has done. i got to say, I'm very happy they took him over J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. And and it particularly, was, it, I mean, you didn't know that LaShawn McCoy and Leonard Fournette would become available when you did no, that. No, no. And, and they probably wouldn't have 
pursued at least at least McCoy had they drafted J.K. Dobbins, but uh, there he was on the board and and you know best running back in college football and all that. Uh, they decided to go with Winfield, and boy, they were right. I yeah, mean, I, I, I don't know Jason Light gets wrapped for a lot of his draft picks over the years, and and that happens when you don't make the playoffs in six seasons. But uh, I I challenge you to go you know around those two offense and defense and special teams and. You know, there's an awful lot of good players there that um, that have come in at different stages of their careers right now. Uh, but it's a really interesting team and a good mm-hmm. good football team. And I think they'll have a chance against the Chargers. And it'll just be great to have some atmosphere. I know, you know, even us going out to Denver, and there were some fans there, 5,700. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, but you heard them on occasion. Uh, you didn't focus on the fact that it was just like New Orleans was, complete you know, isolation, and, um, you know, I think this will be good for them. I think it'll be, you know, one more step that you got to take. Although, can all the teams take it with them? Because we see where, finally, the Tennessee Titans had a, a bunch of uh, COVID, uh, positive COVID tests, and they are now prohibited by the NFL to go back in their team facility before Saturday. And you go, well, will they play Sunday, so what are they supposed to do? They don't care. The NFL, hey, have virtual meetings, whatever you got to do. Their goal is to either play Sunday or Monday, and they're not into sort of skipping games and and that sort of thing. So it'll be, you know, I think this is the start of what we're going to see some flare-ups here and there, Um, but the key will be if it doesn't start wiping out games. And so far it hasn't, but Tennessee uh, up there in Nashville has, has got some issues. Yeah, and getting back to the fan thing too, it was kind of cool to see in, in baseball. Uh, they're allowing uh, fans family. from the home teams or the families, not fans, family yeah. from the home teams. In. I mean, it's not a lot, but it was cool just to see people in the stands. And it was cool. It makes a difference. I'm telling you, it does. Even if it's a few thousand, and you know, like you said, the only downside is, um, you know, since baseball's in quarantine, those fans have to go in there with them. You know, or those fam, the family members. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take your wife, you got to take the two kids, and it can get pretty crowded in that 800-square-foot <laughs> hotel room. But, hey, um, you know, moms had to do it while you were away. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just kind of kind of what they're doing. But, but um, yeah, it's it, it's been an exciting week. I'll tell you, there's so much going on. I'm, I'm not prepared. There should be a breath between, you know, between the, the end of a Stanley Cup and the start of the baseball playoffs and, uh, of course, the Bucks are still going full force, and and all those teams. You know, the NBA Finals are starting. Uh, NBA tonight Finals too. have started. Yeah, it's just like wow, you know, sensory overload. Um, and I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, it'll be a while before the NFL is over. College football. By the way, did you see we got a request? More college football. Do we not talk enough college football? That's what we got Matt Baker for. I thought that's what we pay him all that money. Yeah, well, you know, he does get the big bucks on this show. so He really does. I mean, and he does a nice job. But I, I told Matt, and Matt goes, like, the people have spoken. I said, well, come on and speak twice a week then. <laughs> and he's like, eh, <laughs> I don't know about he that. He wants to renegotiate his contract? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody wants a new deal. That's the way it goes around here. You ask for a little bit more, they always want to go back and uh, and renegotiate. So, But we will talk college football this week, will we not? Yeah, we'll get we'll get Matt back on. I haven't booked it yet, but we'll definitely get yeah. Matt back on this week. So, and we might even catch up at some point with Diana Neros, who mm-hmm. uh, did not was not in the bubble, but covered the Tampa Bay Lightning. USF's going to be playing again this weekend, so they're mm-hmm. at Cincinnati. Yeah, so Cincinnati's good, by the way. They are. 
Some, they? Uh, so some had picked them, uh, uh, obviously, before the Big Ten and, and Pac-12 and everybody came back. Uh, Desmond Howard picked them in the Final Four. Wow, College really? football playoff, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. Which I always knew I liked Desmond. Yeah, well, he's a Michigan guy, so you should. <laughs> I mean, you guys do stick together after a while. You and Adam Schefter. According to my sources, sources. Steve Bursnick still down in Tampa doing Sports Day Tampa Bay with that great writer, Rick Stroud, who I knew going back in 1990 covering the Denver Broncos. It was funny. When you used to cover the, you know, before the interweb, um, when, you used to cover, uh, when you used to cover football, one of the first things I was told when I got the Bucks beat job was like, now go find all the writers that do your job in all the NFL cities and make friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. And, you know, back then, if there were two newspaper towns, you had to pick. You couldn't choose both. You had to go, okay, am I going to the Trib or am I going to the Times? Um, and then, of course, that, that changed as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of sharing information. But So we've got, we've got plenty to talk about this week, and, and hopefully Matt Baker will be with us. Um, again, maybe catch up with Diana. So the Rays. Uh, one, more, one more note on the Rays, by the way. Mm-hmm. Did you see what Shane McClanahan can be this week? So Shane McClanahan is a pitcher from USF who's in the right. race. Well, he, he could be on this roster? So he's on the roster for the three games. Okay. If and he, how would they if use he, him? If he pitches, well, he's a pitcher. If he pitches, well, I know that, he'll become I mean, like, the first pitcher ever to make his major league debut in the postseason. Really? Ever? Yep, ever. I mean, I don't think it's a recipe that you would want to follow, but I'm surprised when you use the word ever. They've been playing baseball a while. There's been a couple position players, Mark Keeger for the Athletics in 2006 and Alberto Mondesi for the Royals in 2015 have done it. But as far as pitchers, no pitcher has ever made their major league debut in the postseason. Well, let's hope he gets a chance at that. Yeah. Let's hope he gets a chance at that. I mean, well, you you put him on this roster, you anticipate. you got to use him, I mean, you don't have to if, if, you know, your starters go a lot longer than opportunity to present, but but if it does. But, I mean, you don't put him on here just to, you know, tie up a roster spot not to use. I mean, they plan on, you know, using him if the the right, you know, matchups and all that come up. Well, they may have they may have the occasion to use somebody else because uh, I don't know that uh, after the innings he pitched that Nick Anderson is going to be available. So mm-hmm. um, that might be an opportunity for some of those guys to pick up some of those innings. Um, you know. Yeah. Now, if, if anyway. the Rays wrap it up today, they may be less likely to use him since you only you know two games and you have thirteen pitchers on your roster. You may not go through sure. them all, but but he's on there, and that means they're they're willing and able to put him in if if they feel the matchups are correct. And, you yeah. know, it's all driven they're, by the matchups with them. So They're definitely going to try to wrap this up. You don't want to go to game three again. Anything can happen. But um, I think, uh, you know, playoff baseball, and, and this is the thing. The Rays got a taste of it last year. They really enjoyed it. They want to keep doing it. And, you know, I think, I think that helps you when you, you suddenly have some of that playoff experience. Anyway, it's late again. Um, no hockey tonight, but yeah. a lot of other things oh, that, that one other on. stat for the race too. And, and all the three of these games are at home, which is very rare in this, you know, three game series, but mm-hmm. they're doing it for COVID and all that stuff. Sure. The, the Rays have not lost back to back home games since August 19th and 20th of 2019 of last year. That's correct. Well, that's awfully good. Good omen. Yeah. They've been very yeah. good at home. That's crazy. Yeah, as far as That's... not losing back-to-back home games. And, of course, you know, when you win two out of every three games this season, right? you don't lose back-to-back games very often. No. <laughs> Period. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. 
Although the Yankees bashed Cleveland pretty good, like you mm-hmm. said, all the road teams uh, except for the Rays won. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they end up playing the Yankees in the next round, it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> um, those two teams tangle and the, the Rays dominate the regular season series. All right, let's say let's say uh, good night or good day uh, to all of you. Thanks for listening. We're here every Monday through Friday, and we hope you guys join us. So much going on between the the Bucks, of course, and. The Tampa Bay Rays still in action. Enjoy USF, the, enjoy the boat parade football. today. Okay, we got the boat parade today. We got uh, Raymond James. If you were lucky enough to get a ticket, you can go there and see the boys afterwards. Mm-hmm. You got your yep. mom, the meatloaf. It's everywhere. It's yep. just it's going to be, be a listening to the day. Rays game on the radio while you're at the boat parade. And absolutely, you know, yeah, multitask there with the four o'clock start there. Sure, sure. And then Sunday, the Chargers come to town, so it'll be fun. All right, that's it. For Steve Versnick, I am Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.